0: Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. I'm Beatrice Murad, and today I'm joined by Michelle Anderer. Hello. And April Collins. Hi there. Today we will be discussing the 16th episode of Fruits Basket, She Said Don't Step on Them. Warning, spoilers for everything that has aired up to this point. Some of us have read the manga, some of us have seen the early 2000s version of the anime, but we won't be spoiling anything beyond episode 16. Find out more about this podcast at overlyanimated.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes at overlyanimated.com slash iTunes. You can find us on Spotify. Check that out on our website or on YouTube at youtube.com slash overlyanimated. All right. This, this was, this was a hard one. Y'all. This was, this was a hard, like in, in different ways, in yeah. different ways, it was tough. Um, but give me your general thoughts, April. So, um,
1: the moral of the story is don't ever meet your heroes, <laughs> uh, because you're, you're always, yeah. well, like, it, it, you know, like, you're just always going to be disappointed, so, um, and I feel for Uo-chan so much, I'll, okay, so I, I have lots of feelings about this episode, because one, I thought it was very sweet that she wanted to buy a swimsuit for Toru, um, <laughs> Like, and I love that she was just, like, so distraught about it because she knows the exact reason why Toru hasn't bought her own swimsuit. And, like, she's just upset about it. So, I th- I think that's very, like, genuine and, like, very endearing. Um, And I wish my friends would buy me swimsuits because I hate buying swimsuits. But that's besides the point. Um, but, um, but it was like it was very like sweet and i really enjoyed getting to know like how toru and Uochang, like came together i guess um and how like they met like like i felt really bad cuz she was really mean to toru and i was like okay but like she was in a different place at that time so like i guess i can kind of forgive her but then that would also like make sense probably she feels like a bit of guilt for like how she initially treated toru um and which is why like I mean, even more reason for her to like be nice and sweet to her outside of already just like loving her a lot. But I was not ready for this episode because it was very. It was like this was this was not like lighthearted, like super crazy fun. I mean, it was like in the beginning, but then like we got into some stuff, and and, and there we were.
0: So yeah, 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 yeah. And, and there we were. <laughs> and there we oh, were. There we were. Uh, but uh, Michelle, what about you? Uh, I
2: was not expecting this episode to be kind
0: of...
2: I don't know. It hit me really personally, and I don't know why. He's like, I've not been in a female gang... <laughs>
0: But, <laughs> what? I mean, <laughs> I would have never guessed it. You, like, scream female gang to me. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. That means a lot. The, the,
2: I will say this show has made female gangs seem like the coolest thing ever. Right? Like... And I, I legit, like, I know gangs are, like, not a fun place for troubled teens, but, like, I never knew how much I, like, thirsted after and longed for a cool female gang until this episode came along. Now I just want to see female gangs everywhere in all kinds of media. Because, like, that on. was kind of awesome. Like, <laughs> it's, like, sad, but, like, awesome to, to, Honestly, <laughs> um, I Yeah, it was really interesting because, like, when the episode starts, like, it's such a cold open. And, and like, I was racking my brain because I couldn't place this character. I was like, is this the Zodiac? But they're not in the new intro. So who are they? This blonde person. I, like, couldn't figure out who they were. And then, like, realizing, like, oh, this is Uchan from her past. It was super, yeah, it's just, there's so much history there. And I, I don't know, this is like, I feel like all these backstories we're getting from these characters are really sad, but like, there's something really particularly interesting about Uchan's situation that I think, like, felt a little more personal to me. Um, and it, it made me way more deeply uncomfortable, but, I also, like, before, like, in the episode, it became obvious that, you know, why she doesn't like um, Kyoko's kind of domestic situation and why she's so kind of repulsed by her relationship to Toru and their happy family situation, I was just like, man, this is, oh, this is so interesting. But, like, also, I feel, bro, so, like, obviously this episode is such a cliffhanger. It has to be a 2 partner story. I guess oh, it's the yeah. first partner oh, they've yeah. ever done. But I'm so here for it, because if it's a choice between this and, like, the boys doing feeling time with Toru, mm-hmm. I honestly would rather have this. It's way more yeah, and like, honestly, I was afraid that as the show went on, we would get so much more into Kyo and Yuki and drift farther and farther away from Toru's initial friends. So, like, to get, a, to get Uochan's whole backstory is such a nice surprise that I honestly wasn't sure was a thing that would happen. Yeah, um, because like, the boys are becoming increasingly more in- like p- a part of her life and like are taking more focus. So I just assumed like naturally she would drift away from those friends. But like, I'm so glad we're getting this because it's like inherently more interesting to me. Like, cause it's bigger sticks, right? Like not knowing how you feel about someone. Yeah, it's relatable, but like being in a gang and looking up to your heroes <laughs> and then having to confront like you know, why does she gravitate towards the game? What what does she need from that for her own sense of happiness and identity? And how is that put in direct confrontation by seeing how happy Kyoko is by leaving that all behind her? Like, that's some good, interesting stuff there. Yeah. So, I, yeah. honestly, like, I feel like this is one of the more serious episodes, and I loved it so much. Like, this might be my favorite episode right now. Yeah, and, absolutely. like, we don't know who Chan... That much before this, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. we, because we learn everything we do, and because the episode is so mindful about its framing of everything, I think that does like a lot for us. So I'm just like super high in it. I'm like sad through, but like I know she's gonna get through it, obviously, because it's a frame <laughs> story. But like, yeah, just a lot of feelings with this one.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I I agree with 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 both of you. Like, I you're right. You're absolutely right that Utan was like. We didn't know anything. She was of the main cast. She was yeah. the one we knew the least of. Mm-hmm. And in a way, at first, I was kind of, I was very surprised because I thought, if we were going to first get a backstory, I thought for sure it was going to be, like, of one of them, I thought it was going to be Saki, of one of the two. I was like, because we just saw more of her. Yeah. And then yeah. beyond that, I thought, you know, we've, just, we've spent so much time with the Somas that I was like, okay, well, now that we had like the previous episode that had that so little happened, I mean, of course, we're going to get to know someone else. And we're going to go deeper into into some soma of her. I don't know. It just the show puts so much emphasis on the somas. Yeah. that mm-hmm. was so brilliant of choosing her is that, yeah, we're getting her backstory. But we're getting, we're also getting Tohru's backstory too within mm-hmm, it. Like we are getting to know Tohru's side of, like we're finally getting something due since, I think since what the first episode and then the episode with the grandfather coming back and take, trying to take Toto away. So, so like episode so four like, or five? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, from, so yeah. Five, and it's like 16. So it's episode four, five. We haven't really heard that much about Toto anymore. It's just been the Soma show. <laughs> and it's because of Arisa that we were able to get more into who was Toru. Because pro- I can understand how it could get a little boring if it's like, oh, like it's just Toru's still this incredibly sweet, super genuine girl who's just who loves her parents. Like that's it. Like you, we don't need to know more in that sense. But then we have a person, a vehicle to get to know her mom who's been teased throughout the entire show and get to see a side of like, of the world that her mom had. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. uh, And it's, it's just, it was, it's just chef's kiss. It's a beautiful way to introduce this kind of, to kind of to show this backstory Without it just, you know, in a way that maybe Toru isn't familiar with. But we still get to know it because we get someone from that world. And we get her to be Toru's friend. And it's just, I don't know, it was just a very expertly way of telling the story and getting to know her. And it's shocking how much story we got. Because this entire story could have been its own anime. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I would watch it. Yeah, Totally it could have been its own 13 episode series and it would have been hundred percent brilliant and super charming. And I probably would have been like, they're the, they're the best friends and, and Saki would have shown up like, I don't know, in like episode 10 or something. And it's like, Oh, who's this? I don't know. It would have been great. And I want it still, even though this is awesome. But, um, but yeah. So before we get into that um, big chunk, the big, huge thing, I did want to talk about, something because oh, you
2: so, or what are you
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh,
2: okay um,
0: so <laughs> because here's the thing when she, when Adisa first cried at the sight of it i was like really worried because this is how trained i am because this is how you know that i grew up watching anime and how trained i and how like i just I was so certain that she was just gonna be that really creepy male gazey kind of like she's so cute in that middle schooler swimsuit, and that's, oh. that's so happy because that's what you always see, right? Is they yeah. see usually it's a dude crying being like they're so cute, and it's like all right, but that's still all right, sure. Um, it's a middle, it's made for middle schoolers. Why do you think that swimsuit is cute? But uh, we'll get to that. But she didn't do it. She didn't cry because of that. She cried because she was so sad. And I also really like that Toru's, like, aware of her sadness and is, like, you know, like, you I don't know. so easily. Yeah. Yeah. And she's, like, aware that she feels bad for her. And it, it, I feel like anyone else maybe could have had, like, an ego problem been like, don't feel bad for me, you know, or something. But Toru's just, like, she loves me so much. Like, how sweet. I should get myself a swimsuit. So she stops crying. And then that's when the plan happens, and everything's fine. Everyth- I was like, okay, they didn't do the creepy route. Everything's okay. And then the dog. a
2: certain boy.
0: And then the dog. He's not even a boy. He's just a disgrace, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: my God. Can that be the headline of the year? He's not even a boy. He's just, just a, a disgrace. <laughs> seriously,
0: though. No. I'm just like... We were so good and they did they, they didn't do the thing I feared only to do it later with the one character that shouldn't surprise me that they reacted. they react Yeah. Um I'm just I just ignored I- it. <laughs> I,
2: think- I was like I had a moment of like oh god not again and then like I, I just like tried to get past it but like <sighs> she Shigeru- gonna She could. How do you not understand that she's like what, like 15, and you're a 26 year old man? Like how do how do you not understand that? Like honestly, I'm I'm 26. I wouldn't want to hit on a 15 year old boy. Like no, he's a baby.
0: (laughs) Or girl, yeah. And it's like, and what's even creepier is like the swimsuit is made for middle schoolers, so people that are even younger you know? I don't think
2: he was a fan of the, like, I do think when he's like, please, you gotta get a real swimsuit, he did honestly say that out of pity, like, he also felt bad for her, but, like, (laughs) the thing before was still not good.
0: (laughs) See, but, and it's, here's the thing, it's also, but he, I don't know, he said, I don't know, he said he doesn't want to think of Todu that way, and it's like, what, he do not want, like, Todu's like, the exception, but any other underage girl is fine with you? Like, what do you mean when you say that? But, beyond that, I'm just, I need to ask you guys a question moving okay. forward because I am very, I have a, I have, this is my belief. Either we just ignore this, right? We just ignore his antics, but we, if we're going to ignore these antics, we're just going to ignore his character completely. Like he's just not going to exist on the show. Cause the other I option. The other option is we don't ignore it.
2: <laughs> well, that's what we've been doing. We can, just I know, I know.
0: That. Yeah. But I'm just like I don't know I'm just getting it's tired to say the same thing over again but like just personally I can't ignore the bad but then talk about the good it's either I ignore both and I just ignore him as a character completely or and I just don't talk about him or I have to talk about both because I I can't ignore something so problematic and so obvious in the show. You know what I mean? And it's like, uh, every time I see someone defend him, I lose a year of my life. (laughs) I
2: know, like, I don't, I will say, I don't understand, like, the argument of, like, so many people love Shigure, so you should too, despite the reasons you don't! I mean, that doesn't make sense to me. And what
0: doesn't make sense to me is also, they're like, oh, well then he used to date this woman that was his age, and now that's a problem. It's like, look, he's a creep. I don't want any woman to date him after he proved himself to be a creep, to be perfectly Sh- honest. Yeah. Sh-
2: Shigure needs to change his outlook on life <laughs> before I think he's raised to <laughs> anyone. Much like the, the boys we do like. I mean, they're not really ready either, but for different, better reasons.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: it's. I think. Anyway. I think it's Fine to keep talking about it. I wouldn't want to ignore it because like, it's not like we can really ignore it in the episode. It's always like kind of an unpleasant, almost surprise. I mean, yeah, we expect yeah. it, but then when it's like reaffirmed, it's kind of like, oh man, every yeah. time. I think that's important. I wouldn't want to just brush it aside, because that's, like, to me, that feels like the same thing as saying, like, oh, I don't think it's a big deal anymore. Like, as long as it makes us uncomfortable, I feel like it's worth pointing out, even if it feels redundant. If if it, we wouldn't have to make it redundant if the show didn't do it so many times already. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's true. I I don't know, it's just, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you can't,
1: You all, I was going to say, like, you can't also blame us for, like, pointing out the, the behavior whenever it happens. You know what I mean? like, because it's just not okay. And so, like, really, like, I'm like, I don't like this. And I'm like, okay, like, I will move on now kind of thing. So, yeah. like,
2: yeah.
1: here I am, uh, I guess, proclaiming, like, shigeru acted inappropriately again this episode. Go figure. <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: all right, all right. Okay, okay, that makes me feel a little better. Because I really was like, all right, let's just ignore him completely. You know, let's just not even talk about the good of him. Because it, it's either we don't talk about anything of him, or we have to talk about it. It's like, there's no in-between. Well, and it's going to
1: get complicated later, like, if he becomes, like... Um, Like, yeah, in like more involved in like the plot and everything like
0: that. And I kind of wanted to do like like, a. I was like, I was so prepared to be like, say we got like a Shigure specific episode or something, like say (laughs) this, but for Shigure, I was gonna be like, let's talk about that butterfly in the background. It was so interesting. (laughs) Butterflies are really
1: rare in Japan, okay? Yeah, I don't know (laughs) if that's true, but sure. Is
2: that that just a thing you just said, April? No, I think it's true. But why i don't know they just have lots of cicadas and no butterflies yes uh, that's that's harsh that's why they're I, like I, oh my I gosh butterflies. that's why that. they get
1: that super sounds... hyped for butterflies like all right all right
0: all right know. well i can google it <laughs> <laughs> all right so while okay while you're googling let, let's talk about um the because Adisa comes up with this brilliant plan where she's like, yeah. let's buy, let's all chip in and buy Toto a new bathing suit. And Crowd source bathing
2: suit fund.
0: <laughs> and she is so so thoughtful, so generous. She's like, "Kyo, Yuki, you should come along." <laughs> and she gave us oh this my beautiful God. scene between them it's where shiny. she's teasing. She's aware of what's happening. She's like, why are you embarrassed if your thoughts are pure? Yes! Oh, yes. You,
2: your are pure It's like, the best line. It's so funny. Call him out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> these poor boys, they were just so unprepared. And what I love is that they animated, like, all the women in the background to also be, like, very amused by their mm-hmm. embarrassment. Mm-hmm. I was just, like, this is so great. Um First, what did you guys think of just this entire sequence, of just this entire scene at the mall? Like, how much fun did you have? I, Michelle. Or, or I, Avery.
1: Was, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed it. I think it was fun. But, like, it's just great because, like, they fully captured, like, that going to the mall experience. And even them, like, and then I appreciated that they had, like, that girl moment where they're like, oh, my gosh, this isn't going to be as easy as I thought. And I was like, that's right. And then, For Kyo and Yuki to just be fighting in the middle of the mall is even better. About a color, nonetheless. Though, I was really surprised that Yuki was blue. I would have figured he would have been, like, purple or something like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, we should talk about his choice of color, because that was also surprising. But, um, Michelle, what did you think of the entire scene before I give my analysis of Yuki's choice? Oh,
2: you have an (laughs) analysis. I mean, yes. I loved it, too. I, I love that. Because, like, when when they ask them, like, oh, like, which do you prefer? And they're like, you can't ask us that. It's like, the reason you bring a boy to help with the women's swimsuit is to get the guy perspective if you want to, you know, attract guys with your swimsuit later. So it's not a weird question to ask. But mm-hmm. I, love, I love them fighting. And I love that they get, like, so indignant, like... Like, you think that, like, Toru would look so good in such a bright color? You don't know her at all. Obviously, she'd look better in blue. Like, oh, no, no, blue sucks. Like, it's not that exciting. She needs an exciting color. Like, for the record, I think blue would suit Toru a lot more than orange. It's because orange is rarely flattering on most people. Yeah, you have to have, like, the light skin tone for it. And She just seems too pale. Yeah, maybe like a cream orange, but certainly not like a vibrant orange. It's just asking for trouble. But okay. yeah, I really, I really appreciated their riffs on each other. Yeah. All right. Well,
0: then, clearly, we, we are so obviously Team Yuki because of that <laughs> choice. That's what it was. Arisa called it out. She was like, wow, this is so obvious. How do they not realize this? Because obvi- Kyo is orange, you know, the hair, he's orange, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yuki is blue, and here's what I think. I would agree that like, gray or purple would make more sense for Yuki, but like Yuki is always so sad. He's so <laughs> <still> always- <laughs> He's always so sad and you think like every time you see him you like hear like an orchestral melody that's just so sad and breaks your heart. So of course blue, you know blue is the color of sadness so yuki it makes sense it makes sense that he's blue even though i think purple would also look very good in in, on toru um so michelle you land on blue april where where do you land
2: orange i mean come on
0: okay we do get another option because saki's like no no
2: we get probably superior i will say yeah i agree with
1: their choice in pink like that's the best like and Like, this is gonna sound, I don't know, like, the best way to, like, describe this, and maybe you guys can help me, but, like, pink seems like the perfect color to describe Toru and her personality.
2: Yes! Yes! Yeah, okay, like... like... (laughs) Look at the parents! And, like, what they say is, like, so, her mom, Kyoko, is crimson because of her vibrant, daring, like, flair of a personality, and Mm -hmm. the dad is white because he's more straight-laced and, like chill and so she is a blend of both of those so she's pink which means she's like 50% chill and 50% wild card which I think is like a great combination frankly
0: so are you saying that we're gonna see something wild are we gonna see her wild side soon moments you know what I mean yeah like she she has has crazy hype moments so, yeah, true, true, very true, very true. I I for a second I was very excited because before uh Saki expl or I whichever one explained the theory behind pink. I was like <gasps> Does orange and blue mix into pink? And no. no, no, I think you brown.
2: Yeah, no. it's probably like brown. I, something. I thought
0: it was foreshadowing. I was like, oh, cause she's not gonna pick either one. She's gonna pick both, and it's like a mix. I don't know, but I no, it you get brown, so she's gotta pick one. She can't pick both. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're dead. not gonna get that. But um. I but guess yes.
2: she told you like trying to appease them and be like, oh, I'll just wear like a striped one that's orange and blue, which uh, would look it. hideous. And I'm glad that's not happening. So <laughs> yeah. it's good she yeah. didn't go shopping for her own bathing suit, right? Very good, very good.
0: Um, I will say I have an or an orange and blue bathing suit. It's like a navy, and it actually is very oh, cute. that, that like
2: sounds more okay. that Yeah, Navy navy's all orange. Right. Cause Navy's basically black and black goes with everything. So that is true. Yeah. Is true.
0: All right. So then we have a change. Cause the first half of the episode is actually kind of lighthearted. You know, it's pretty, it's pretty nice. You know, the episodes are normally divided into two acts, the first and then the second. And each one kind of finishes off or bleeds into the next one, but they're usually done by the end of the episode. Then we get this huge shift in tone in the next uh, in basically they go out to lunch and then they were like, Oh wow. Like Yuki and Kyo go, wow, you guys are really close. Like when did you meet or whatever? When did you guys become friends? And we get the big backstory, the thing that we basically got in the cold opening in the beginning of the episode. Um, What did you guys, what stood out to you the most of this second half? Like, do you, or rather let's start with, did you think the tone shift was jarring because there is a shift like it was it went from the opening that was very serious and like dark and then it went to that the opening heart got,
2: like it's not that opening but like sorry the anime opening i remember how i said like this is very peppy <laughs> is this gonna interfere with <laughs> the story I moving think forward that was bad. i didn't think that was bad because like for me it was I like, the it was really it was very distracting for me because like really you just like it's so serious. And this person's like slumped over on, by their door and you, their sketchy house with the dad drinking. And it's like, da 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 <laughs> like, and, it, and I just like could not handle that. It was a lot. Okay, of
0: one, that. I need you by the end of our coverage of the show to sing that theme song in full. Yes. Like <laughs> I need I a rendition from I'll you. Get. Like all instrumentals right. and you, all. Like full cappella, but then you voice the instrumentals. But okay. but also um but yeah okay so you did find it jarring it was yes. like but not just the opening I mean like also the two halves of the well, episode.
2: I don't think it was jarring in that I paid attention to it and it bothered me. But I think it part of it's just because um when Ochan's describing herself in her youth, she says it so casually. She's like, "Yeah, I was like a hungry lion back then, ha ha." <laughs> and then you like see her pass. It's like, oh my god. This is some weighty stuff, girl. You undersold it a lot. (laughs) So I think, I don't know, I didn't mind it. I I was just like super engrossed in it the whole time. But I didn't really ever have a moment where I stepped back to think like, does this mix well with the swimsuit stuff? I feel like there was enough progression because they like changed locations into a restaurant, which is a pretty neutral setting to get into a different tone of backstory, I guess. But
0: yeah, I didn't mind it too much gotcha april what about you did you think it was a bit a lot did you think the shift was strong or like jarring like did it take you out or was it fine for you
1: no like i I, just like michelle like i was just super engrossed in it and i agree like and i was actually gonna bring up about like how like we shift locations because like we're in like the mall or wherever we are the shopping area and like everything is still very bright um and then like even when we go into like the restaurant like you can already notice that there's a change in kind of like the tone and like even like the coloring is a little bit more muted and neutral and then we get into like like, the whole backstory thing, and then everything's just, like, really, really dark. So, I would say that it was actually, like, they did a really good job at sort of gradually putting you into it, versus just, like, throwing you into it, because I think that would have been jarring, but the fact that, like, we take, like, we sort of, like, switch locations, we already, like, from just, like, the happy, fun, joking, like, situation that we're in, and then moving into the the more serious thing, like, I think they, they handled that very well. Um... And, I mean, that's just me, Um, and I guess Michelle agrees with me, but...
2: <laughs> I do, that's a really good analysis. Yeah, but, like,
1: I-, I didn't find it jarring. Like, if they had gone straight from the mall to, like, immediately just, like, th- like them just, like, walking after they just, like... Tell us your Yeah, like,
2: so yeah. tell us how
1: you met, and they're, like, walking around with a shopping <laughs> bag. I would have been like,
2: uh... <laughs>
0: right, right, right.
1: And they oh, even, yeah. like what is it? I guess whenever they even like co- kind of like um uh, like take a break from it too, which I think was kind of like nice almost because like like she's like telling the story, and then at some point I guess maybe like where like there might have been like a commercial or something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: like we kind of like shift back into the restaurant. Um, So it's kind of like you're getting that breather and then, like, you go back into it again. So I thought that was also, like, really well done as well. Because sometimes even if you, like, take, like, sometimes when shows will try and take that kind of breather, um, it doesn't transition well. And then that's where, like, it becomes really jarring for me.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I agree. I I was so surprised by the smoothness. Because, I mean, I don't know. I was just so surprised by the smoothness of how this story was told. And I was so engrossed in it that by the time the end credits started to play, I was like, wait, what? No, you need to resolve this. How, why is this so We're over? not done yet. <laughs> We're not done yet. And again, we've been trained by this show to expect resolutions by the end of the episode. Maybe not all the answers, but, you know, an, an end to the day. And we did not get that. And I was very upset. But um did you guys notice, like, a jump? in animation quality in this half of the episode
2: i don't i okay i don't think it's the animation quality in terms of like their budget but i do think and again this is one of the things we're like so we're in like totally new territory for me in april at this point this is not something they ever touched in the initial anime back in 2001 So this is like the first time we're getting any of this story. I think the thing they did that was so good is just like the way they framed the shots, the way they edited it. The way they like, especially like, for whatever reason, like the way they really handled the, the gangster girl stuff was so interesting and so compelling. And like, I'm not even quite sure why, like I've watched the episode twice, but there's something about like, That juxtaposed to her particular situation, juxtaposed to Toru and her mom and where her mom is in life right now, that just works so well together. And I think that's what makes that stuff feel so serious and so emotional and so interesting. So I'm just like, I'm really proud of them for knowing how to compose shots more than anything, because I think like that's what really helped me Feel like this was such a special episode, and that the stakes were really high. Yeah, yeah.
0: And yeah. I,
1: think, I think the other thing that they did really well too was just that, like, I mean, it's it like it's kind of fun to like joke about, like, oh, like being in a girl gang and everything, but like it's all, it's. A very serious situation, and even in, like, the most, um, I guess, like, violent of scenes that we saw during this episode, you could still feel that violence without them having to directly display it. Um And yeah. I think that's something, like, like, I think that's, like, incredible whenever, like, especially like an anime, or any animated programming can still give off such violence without actually showing it is just like like it's gonna sound terrible to say but it's a beautiful thing like yeah yeah it's very
2: effective
1: yeah it's very effective and again like it helps drive like the seriousness of the situation that she's in and again like whenever you compare it to like um like toru and her mom like like, that whole thing, like, it even, like, drives it home more, because, like, I would say that, like, my second time watching it, I was a little bit more affected than my first time, just because, like, mm-hmm. I was so engrossed the first time that I was, like, what is going on, and then, like, the second time, I was just, like, oh my gosh, like, I was, like, noticing everything, like, as if I'd seen it for the first time. It was crazy.
0: Do, do, did you guys feel, because I felt this, I felt that when, when uh, Arisa like grab Toru's collar. I thought that was the more the most violent thing of the episode. And it was and it was because here's Toru in this kind of very kind of sheltered, like she's the, the pinnacle of optimism and safety. And suddenly you had someone in a way kind of uh Infecting that and like putting their hands on her. I was like, Oh my goodness. Like, I, I don't know. I just, even though we oh. saw Arisa punching people, we saw her do all this type of stuff for her getting hit. It was her grabbing her collar. And then Toto's reaction to that, and it was, that to me was, like, the most violent act of all of them. I, and it's not like, I and I didn't think she, that Toto was in danger, because you can see that her mom, eventually you notice that her mom was looking on, like, and making sure that nothing got out of hand. But, I don't know, I, I, at least I, for me, when I saw that happen, I was like, wow, like,
1: well, if you,
0: like, grab a collar, <laughs> like, if that, you grab a That's Toda's serious collar, business. Yeah, It's kind of like if Toru knows how it's kind of like with Toru and Akito, if she could tell that he's bad business, then you know, he's bad. So it's kind of like similar kind of thing. But I don't know, Maybe right? It's just because I'm very protective of Toru. But um,
1: well, and I think it's the the framing of it all, like yeah. like, and, and not just within this episode, but like the framing of it overall in terms of like the relationship between Arosa and Toru, because like we've only ever seen her be nothing but like sweet and caring and mm-hmm. loving towards Toru, and so I could like I 100% totally understand why like that seems like the most violent thing, and it's because like this is someone that you know loves and cares for Toru so much and for her to be, like, to act so, like, even if she didn't, like, directly do anything, I mean, she did, but, like... She didn't like actually physically harm her. Like for her to to take such a violent like action is like very startling almost. So
2: yeah, it feels very out of character. But I will say I kind of loved it a lot. Yeah, <laughs> like, not, not that I, I know. Bad. I'm saying, like, <laughs> yeah. it's good. Yeah, I don't want Todoru to get beat up, but like I feel like this was so important because like again we've seen Toru give advice and bestow wisdom to so many people in the span of one episode and have them accept it and actively start to apply it to their lives in a positive way and improve the relationship with her. I think we really needed someone to kind of push back against that a little and to not let her in initially. And I think, like, for it to be Ocha, it makes so much sense because Toru's whole situation is so much more personally threatening to her and where she is in her life right now, it makes sense that, like, not only would she want to push her way, but she'd, like, want to violently push that away. Because she has so little going on that's great in her life right now. And Toru and her mom represent, like, this whole other side that she believes, like, is... I mean, her perspective of Ky- Kyoko, I hope we really get into it, because, like, there's so much there, and, like... I don't know. It also just makes me think about because like we were introduced to the dad back on the New Year's episode because Toto calls her and we see the dad's like watching the New Year's countdown and um Uf-Chun gets mad at him. She's like, Hey, like you drank my beer, don't do that. He's like, Ah, oh, sorry. She's like, ah, whatever. And it's like playful and chill. But this version of her dad is so different. Like, yeah. things yeah. obviously change for the better, but this is, like, pretty dire when she's in middle school. Yeah. So, it's just, like, a lot. It's a lot to think about, and I like that it's kind of the differences and how things have changed has been seeded for a while in the show. It helps you appreciate this more. But, like, yeah, I feel like it It would have been kind of crazy for Oachan U- to not kind of... Because, yeah, she's a gangster! Like, she beats yeah. people up on the street every night. Why... Like, she's kind of holding back, honestly, on on Taru in this moment. But I think it makes sense that she is kind of aggressive with her. Because that's kind of how she is with everyone.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, I will say um, very quickly that, one, I love how the show was able to create stakes. Because, you know, when you get, like, a prologue or something that's, like, happened in the past, it's hard to have stakes, you know, because you know everything turns out okay in the end. And it did really well. But, Michelle, kind of what you said, I just love how... She isn't just rejecting Todu's advice, because Todu isn't really giving advice, but she isn't yeah, re- just rejecting Todu.
2: Friendship, she, if anything, but. Yeah, uh, she's
0: rejecting her friendship, but it's not just that. She's mm-hmm. rejecting normalcy. She's rejecting a normal, healthy environment. Mm-hmm. And I think she's just so betrayed by Todu's mom, because I think what she thought was, there is no way I'm ever going to be able to have that have like a parent that loves me, have a life that I'm happy with. Like my life is so bad right now. And I had this idol, this this woman who became the leader of a gang. She shattered the glass ceiling for gangs. And, and she was the, the first mm-hmm.
2: female gangster leader. Or yeah. yes. Like
0: that wasn't a, like of like a gang that wasn't just an all girl gang, just an all, yeah, that's just that's a cool. general gang. She was the leader. She, this is someone she looked up to so much. She finds her. She's thinking, this is my future. My future is going to be being a badass, like being so incredible. And then she meets her and it's like this normal parent who loves her daughter and is just living this life that I feel like she thought she she thinks is never for her, that she isn't allowed to have. that She is too messed up to have. And there's just so much just emotionally happening because she I feel like she's she feels she's so damaged and that she's not worth stuff because her mom left. Her dad's a drunk that doesn't care. And we see that like she made him lunch, she made him food and he didn't even touch it. So she does care. And it's, and then you, she, she sees her eye, her idol living like the opposite of what she thought her life was going to be. And I think it's like that hope of like, Oh, I can get out of the situation. I think it was too much for her. I think it was yeah, too, absolutely. oh yeah. It's I like mean, it's I, too heartbreaking. She thought, I can't hope because my situation's too bad. And it's like, if I can hope, then maybe I can get out of this, but I can't do that just mentally. She, and again, she's like, what, fifth grade? She's in middle school. She's 13, this, the 12, 13 years old. She's barely, a, like, she's still a child and, and barely a teen. And just seeing that, there's so much that happens. But, like, tell me. Like, Michelle, you keep saying, like, tell me. What (laughs) did you want to talk about with this? this? I I
2: agree with all that. I think it's absolutely right. But I think the other layer to that is, like, this is not something that uo is is able to see at face value. She doesn't, like, think the life she's made for herself is horrible. I don't think she necessarily, like, to herself believes that, you know, she can't have a happy life. I think the issue is, like, her circumstance sucks, and so she's like, "All right, well, I'm gonna do something better for myself. What what does someone like me have going for them? Well, there I can find a new family, right? I can find a gang, and we're all around the same age, and we all hate our parents. We all like talk about how like we're gonna kill them, or it's their fault we're born. Like all we just, we have all this pent up anger, and we don't know what to do with it. We can inflict it on other people, and that will help us feel like we have a place." that we can be above them, maybe above the law. So, like, I think the thing right now with her is that she sees this idol who is, like, the penultimate, like, okay, if I want to be this badass and have this cool life and tell other people what to do and to feel in control this way, she's, like, where I need to get. And to then realize that Kyoto, like, gave all that up for what she's essentially running away from, I think that's devastating because, like, to her, it's, like, she says, like, to her face like I can't believe you have sunk in this low in her mind right now Mm -hmm. like a domestic life is the worst thing yeah it is giving up on what your life could be the name you can make for yourself the way other peers can view you and I think that's the thing that devastates her the most because she's like you could have been anyone you you had everything I want and you gave it up to just be like everyone else and you're happy like I think she's Like disgusted that she could be happy that way, and that she would rather have that life than everything she had before. And I think like that—that's the tough thing. Like I don't think she's at a place yet where she's like, "Well, maybe being a gang actually sucks, and I'm not happy terrorizing (laughs) people." And this this family I forged of angry, also teenagers is is like not the best it could be. Like she's not there yet. So right now, I think she's just like her. Her values that she's been working towards are being put into sharp question Mm -hmm. and she does not want to have to question it. so She can't associate with Toru or her mom because that is like too much stress on this like life plan she's been building towards at this point, which
0: is just very, very
2: interesting. Yeah, I love it.
0: No, yeah. Yeah. And not just that, but there's also a... There's a, a a way to read this also in turn in terms of gender because here's like mm-hmm. you have she you have this this her idol gave up a life of being the head and stuff and she gave it for like you said domesticity she gave it yeah. now she's just yeah. she's a mom yeah she's a working mom but like to her, in 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 in, in Uta's eyes that's not enough she's like. You you gave in. You gave in to the societal demands for a woman. You got married. You had a child, and now you're happy in this in this house that looks perfect and this and that. It's like no. Like why would you give up being like challenging the norm and challenging what women are allowed to be, whereas before you used to punch people and yeah and, yeah. and just completely challenge what society expected of women. And it's like. Like, I agree with you completely. It's like, yeah, she's disgusted by what became of the Crimson Butterfly. And then, but I think it's not just that her own, va- her own, like, oh, like I create this new family and this stuff. It's also like, I'm fighting against what society expects me to be as a woman. And you gave in. You gave in to society's demands for us. And how dare you?
2: Absolutely. Exactly. I think Oh, yeah. Th- nobody's saying that out loud in the show, but, like, it's absolutely a huge part of it. And I feel oh. like
0: mm-hmm. whatever
2: the resolution to this two-part thing ends up being, like, it's such a... It's... Because, like, every everyone should be able to choose a life that makes them happy. And at the same time, you you can strive for values that very much contradict what other people want. But, I mean, I think, like... Lochan, like, she must have to have come to a place where she's like, well, I still kind of want to forge my own path and not quite, you know, I, I might not want to settle down, but I can respect your decision because it's your choice and you're happy with it. And like, I guess that's fine because like, I don't have to be just like you. Like, maybe that could be the resolution, but like, yeah, it, I just love the female king so much, even though like, <laughs> yeah. I don't think that... I don't think she's still in a gang, though. No, she's, like, she's,
0: she's no, not. No, she's not in the sure, gang
1: anymore. Which not, is why, why like, those two girls are, like, creeping around. Because they're,
2: like, yeah. they oh. They're going to get her back into it, I guess. They're, like, checking up on her. Because she used to be a part of their squad or something. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, no, they, I think they it was know who she it. is. So. Yeah.
0: So, she's infamous on her in her own right. But um, do you guys think that this is this is going to end next episode? Or is this going to be, like, a three-parter thing? Oh. Uh,
1: i could see it coming to a close next episode yeah
0: like because we got
2: we got so much
1: in half an episode here yeah yeah episode for it we could get through a lot yeah and we got through a lot in one episode and considering like the first i don't know like chunk of it at least a third of it was like them shopping for a swimsuit and getting (laughs) the boy's trouble like for us to like get through so much in that and and also like even though like it it sucks that we kind of ended on the, like this cliffhanger. I think that was like the most appropriate place to end the episode too, because now like we can get into like the part of like, like her, like Uton like healing and getting to like where she is now. You know what I mean? yeah Yeah, what changed your mind yeah like well and like just like because she you know in like the present like times she always talks about like the special relationship that she has with uh what's her face kyoko Mm -hmm. and so um and so like up until this point like we have not seen that and so i feel like whatever comes in next the next episode is going to be that whether it's like kyoko um like acting like as a mother to her or truly being like that heroic figure in her life and maybe like she like she's just going to have to come to this like i guess conclusion of like this like this is still my hero but for d- the reasons that i didn't think like So, I like, that's going to be so, like, exciting and, like, empowering to watch. So, I, like, I'm so looking forward to it. Not that I don't love girl gang stuff, but, like, but just to, like, see us get to that point. And, like, I can't imagine that the show wouldn't, like, finish this out. Like, you have to. You left us on this cliffhanger, so...
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, that's a good point, April. Like, I, I really do think it has to be Kyoko who talks to her, because... Like, it's they, not going to be Toro. Yeah, it, it can't make sense for it to be Toro, because if it was Toro, she'd have to be talking about her mom and what her mom say anyway, so... Since yeah, the mom's yeah. alive right now, she might as well just go right to the source.
0: Yeah, yeah. How, what did you guys think of, of the mom? Because this is really the first time we see the her the most you know and we see her just be herself and it's through the eyes of someone who isn't told you so what did you what was your opinion on her like what did you think i I, for me for instance i really liked there was this moment where she asked her like oh like are your parents strict and and I just like burst out like of course they're not what look at me why would you think they're strict?" Mm -hmm. and i was like oh but and her being like hey i'm not gonna judge you i don't know your story and that's just such a Toru thing, but, like, Toru wouldn't do it in that way, but, of course, like, Toru thinks the best, like, doesn't make these preconceptions, doesn't have these preconceptions of people. So, like, I don't know, I just, like, what did you, was there anything I, in particular that out to you from Kyoko-san? I thought it was, like,
1: it was sweet that she was, like, trying to be respectful of her potential parents, like, because, again, she doesn't know, like, Uotan's like, you know, family situation or, like, home situation. And so I thought it was just, like, great, because she's just like, oh, like, do you have to get home because, like, your parents wouldn't like it? Like, you know, that kind of thing. Like, and I have, like, no doubt in my mind that she would have been like, oh, like, let me talk to them or something like that. You know, like, oh, they could come over, too, or whatever. So, yeah, but I like, I liked to see, it's, it's interesting because it's hard to not also, like, remember Toru's perspective of her mom whenever right. you're watching this. Because, like, I was just like, oh, like, I'm supposed to be really disappointed in her, but I'm not, she's just so cute. Like, and she's yeah. just, <laughs> like, and it, it it also, like, shows, like, where Toru got a lot of, like, her kindness from, too, because, like, yeah. she, like, even though she doesn't know her, Kyoko's, like, Still trying to extend like some form of like friendship or you know what I mean like she's she's being nice which is like the most like general way to say it so yeah. and she's a total stranger she doesn't know who she is for all she knows she could be from a rival lady gang who's there to kill her or something but <laughs> yeah <laughs> but she's yeah not, I mean so
0: yeah I was surprised by how open she was to Adisa because I was like all right if I'm from a I, I, my past was that I was in a gang and suddenly this gang girl shows up with my daughter who I love so dearly I'd be super protective I'd be like who yeah. are you
2: but, I think she might just be so infamous that she knows that people are going to leave her try. alone even though she's off the grid like people people yeah. in the active gang know where she is like yeah. remote, like in mm-hmm. the area they might not know her yeah. address but they know she's around but they, they keep away from her for a reason
0: right right yeah yeah Totally. I will also say she's voiced by my favorite voice actress, so I just adore Who's her. I it? love Kyoko. Uh, Miyuki Sawashiro. She, voiced, like, she voices a lot of people, but I don't know. She's my favorite voice actress, uh, and that's all I was <laughs> uh, So I was like, ah, Kyoko-san, we get more of her. Um, but yeah. Uh, what? Did, okay, so taking, beside this big chunk, um, what did you guys think of the stinger scene at the oh end? Oh my
2: god. God. oh it was hilarious yeah i, can't, I loved all the it. people they could have ambushed <laughs> it was momiji <laughs> and him just saying german words just freaked them out so much i, I love said, that they were I just died. like they were like it's a foreigner and then yeah. like oh, no! like they
1: call it out and then they're like f- like scared by it and i'm like you knew yeah. what you
2: were getting yourself into <laughs> i love them
0: I love the random English of the girl being like, I'll be back. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Because English and German
1: are the same language, obviously.
0: I will say part of me was hoping was really hoping it was going to be kana instead of momiji because you know she would have not put up with it she would have just beat them up up, Mm -hmm. and she's like the cutest little like thing and then they would have been like oh we got this and then boom she switches (laughs) on the kana like craziness factor and then that would have i'm just saying that would have been really great they oh, would have become
2: that. her instant fangirls and want to recruit her to their gang immediately. No, they would have
0: been <laughs> like, oh, you are our master now. Yes, he's just your ways. And <laughs> yeah. you get
2: so angry? We need you to exactly. come to us.
0: Exactly. <laughs> that is what needs to happen. Um, and... I feel like I, I think kind of need some like friends. I think she would be like, yeah. "Oh, when it's like, no, that's not what they want from you. But um, I think that would be really cool. And I actually really like, isn't this the first time we get like a, a stinger scene type of thing where it's, it happens after the end credits.
1: Oh. Is this not the first time this happens on the show? I can't remember, honestly.
2: If we had any before, they were extremely short, so... Yeah, they were yeah. Either, like, a, this is the longest one. Extremely short and, like,
0: unmemorable.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: I will say, I'm so glad they kept this out of the main chunk.
2: Oh, it totally would have oh, yeah. killed the vibe,
0: yeah. It could have killed the vibe. It was That would have made it tonally jarring. And, you know, these girls, we saw them throughout the episode, right? They were like, they were they wanted to attack Adisa, but then they got distracted yes, by the by beautiful place. boys. <laughs> it was like these beautiful boys and then they were taking pictures and the the poor woman from the restaurant was like do you want to sit down like yeah what are you yeah. doing just <laughs> what are you doing here so i'm really glad that that like i'm happy with the scene because it was a funny it was a joke whatever but i'm also happy how they where they placed it in the episode because there was any, there wasn't any room for it, so it was a genius decision to have it be like a stinger. Um, what do you think about these girls? What do you think is going to happen in the next episode? Are they going to follow through with their plan, or are they, are we never going to see them again?
2: Well, I'm trying might I mean,
0: confront them? Because like,
2: I think they're also there to figure out why she left. They have to hear the end of the story too, because I don't think they understand exactly why. Like, she might have just left and they didn't know why. And they're like. We're gonna teach her a lesson for just leaving, right. but they find out she had a good reason. Maybe it'll change their perspective on her. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, I all
1: feel right. like, well, like, well, because they're, they're still in the restaurant with all of them too. So
0: like, we'll see yeah. Okay, so you think the stinger happens like some other time? Yeah, it has nothing to do. Okay, so they're still at the restaurant. Yeah. Okay. 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 Any guesses <laughs> on what's gonna happen next episode? Like the, side, um, like, the side, like, or do you think, how do you think the resolution's going to come about? Well, I mean,
2: so one thing I thought was really interesting about, um when uo kind of calls out Kyoko and is like, I, I'm so disappointed, like, I can't believe you gave up everything for this, like, you sunk so low, why would you do that? And, and her response is basically... I just cooled down a bit. And I think that's super interesting because the one thing I did notice with all the gang girls is it's a bunch of these young teenagers who are, they're so angry and they're so frustrated with the world. And they use being a gang to like take it out on other people and to kind of feel more self-assured at the expense of, you know, random civilians. So I think this idea that like maybe what Oshan needs is to feel secure enough to calm down and that she will be happier for it when she can have like a more stable support system situation. Maybe that's the thing that could really bond them. Cause I I think probably the reason Kyoko was in the gang for so long is because she was also very frustrated with her situation in the world. And she was, she was fighting for something and she happened to find that being a mom. But I, I feel like that, that anger is like a huge part of what connects them together and how she might be able to relate to her. Well, yeah, Yeah. because they're all, like, super young, and so
1: it's, you know, it's, like, bad enough that, like, they're going through, like, the whole puberty thing, and then, like, then, like, none of those girls seem to have, like, a really good, like, home situation. Like, I mean, look at Orissa for instance, like, her mom left them to be with another man, and then, like, Mm -hmm. her dad just, like, slipped into, like, a deep depression and became a, like, an alcoholic, like, yeah, no wonder you're angry and you want to go fight people. Like, I would too. So, like, yeah. no one blames you at all. But, like, it's, it like, but it's interesting that, like, Kyoko would frame it in the way that, like, I've calmed down. And I think yeah. that's probably, like, the easiest way that she can tell her, like, at some point you're going to find, like, a reason to not be angry, and then that's, like, that's going to be it kind of thing. But, like, you can't just go around being, like, look, sis, like, at some point you're going to be less angry. And It just
2: makes people <laughs> angrier when they're already angry. Right. I think yeah. that's the part I really connected to, because, like, as a kid, I was such an angry child. And, like, it makes me wonder, like, yeah, if you're really angry and you don't have a lot of outlets, like... In your situation's not great. Finding a game kind of makes a lot of sense. Right, because, right. like, I just like, yeah, that montage of them, like, under bridges and beating up people and saying horrible stuff about their parents. And even when Ochon's leaving, they say, like, you're going back to your old man. Like, I hope you, like, kill him, him in, in his sleep. sleep. Yeah, kill him in his sleep. Like, that's that's the thing if you're really angry you would say because like yeah you you want to have more control of your situation but you don't and you're a kid but you still like want autonomy especially if you're like a young teen it's a very yeah. tumultuous time yeah. so it's just like feels very relatable
0: yeah yeah and i will say um like i you're right that that line of like i calm down i wonder if if she, if she's i i don't know i'm just i i i wonder if 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 she's gonna show a bit of of like like i don't know i just i'm curious to see like how she's gonna show to Arisa. Like, i wonder if is gonna drop out of school and then that's when she because we know that kyoko-san like dropped out of school when she was really young so maybe that's mm-hmm. what's gonna spur her to be like don't be like me, like, that's when maybe, like, she'll get angry and be like, I don't know, I'm just, I'm so, there's so many ways of how this can turn out, and I'm so interested in how it's gonna see, uh, gonna say, how,
1: Well, yeah. the biggest, like, I guess, like, clue and indicator that we got is kind of at the end of that opening scene, like, we see her just sort of, like, break down and, like, yeah. just let it all out, and so I think that, like, Like, that's obviously the turning point. But, like, part of me feels like she's going to be, because, like, she's been obsessed with the Crimson Butterfly, like, since she began in the girl gang. And so, like, I, like, 100% believe that, like, she's going to seek out Kyoko again. Like, it's not going to be the other way around. You know what I mean? Oh, interesting. Because, like, like, I mean, like, that's how she met her in the first place is because she, like, essentially stalked, she was yeah, just like, I'm gonna find her daughter. Like, as soon as she <laughs> found out, like, she goes to the same school as you. She's like, what? I'm gonna find her. She's probably a real badass. Like, Yeah. And, like,
0: <laughs> yeah. and
1: then she, like, runs into
0: Toru. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, Toru.
1: Yeah. I Like, poor Toru. Like, this is, like, an amazing, like, non-Toru episode.
0: So... Yeah. Like, <laughs> but I also love how, how she, um... She she still sticks up for her. Like, the moment, like, yeah, she yells at her. She's like, watch where you're going when Tony spills all the stuff. She still helps her, but yeah. She still yeah. helps her, and just still defends her. Like, there are these moments, these seeds throughout the episode that show that Arisa is actually, like, soft isn't the right word, but she's kind, and she, yeah. she is a good kid. Like, inside, like, she will help someone out if they need help. And, um... You know, there's just I think, for instance, I think that her that her upperclassmen, like the girl in the gang that told her about the crimson butterfly, like that always keep that like noticed that incident with Toru and and her. You know the you know who I'm talking about? She has like short yeah, yeah, hair. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah the dark haired oh, yeah. girl.
0: Yeah, I think she's gonna come into play too. I think she's like. You don't belong in this life. Like you are too good for this. I I don't know. I don't know. I think it's like
1: like you have the I, potential to like be so much have, more than this. Yeah. Or yeah. to like just have a different life because yeah. I'm sure like it's one of those things too where like even though like that's the life you chose, you wouldn't necessarily want that for anyone else. And so right. I have a feeling that like like that's how like Arisa would approach the subject and probably like that that one dark haired woman would as well is that she's probably going to like, like have this like heart to heart and be like, you're so obsessed with Kyoko. Like go do what she's doing because that's obviously what you want. Like just go do it.
0: (laughs) I'm just, oh man. She, okay. Here's the thing. I just thought of this. Also, I really love how they echoed the opening scene and we saw it later on, but with Mm -hmm. context really thought that was really well done. Yeah. All right. So beginning of this episode is what do we learn Arisa cries really easily. Yes. We don't see her crying in this, like, backstory at all. There's a reason for that, Well, though. that's what I mean. I think in this in this next part, too, we are going to see her cry, and she's going to cry easily. And that's how we're going to learn of why she cries easily. Oh, I'm just, Aww. I oh, God. I cry so. easily,
1: too. It's okay. Me, too.
2: <laughs> I guess I assumed the reason she hadn't cried so far is because she, I think maybe... Like she would have to be more
0: comfortable and relaxed oh, totally. to to
2: yes. <laughs> the, that's why. <laughs> Just no, totally. So like that's slow, why.
0: Slow so right we're good. Yeah. I think by the by in this part two that we're gonna get, I think we are going to get her reach that point where she can, and I think she's gonna have this moment where she's gonna be able to let it out. And I can't yes. wait for the oh acting next episode because the kill be there when it yes.
2: happens. Because Kyoko would know how to handle that, for sure. She's oh, so cool. 100%. hundred
0: percent. You know, Kyoko's been there before, and I think Kyoko's, yeah. like, so, like, Ky- if there's anyone who understands, like, what, what she's going through, it's Kyoko. Like, she's, yeah. I think that's why she was so perfectly, like, she wasn't pushing her. She never mm-hmm. pushed her. I think mm-hmm. when she pushed her, it was, like, very intentional, and she knew exactly what to do. And, oh, man, I, this next episode is going to break my heart. Um, so excited, <laughs> so excited. But um, but yeah, I think that does it for this week. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? No, I think we
2: covered all of it. Yeah, I like how kind of normal and boring Tortuga is. I know. In, in I love school. it. I don't know if she has any friends at that point, but she just seems like the kind of person other people walk all over. And she, like, I think Uos-chan says, like, she's, like, so plain. Like, she never would have expected her to be the daughter of the Crimson Butterfly. Just because, like, she does not stand out in any way, shape, or form. And, like, where she is now, she certainly does stand out a lot. And I think, I don't know, it's just, it's interesting seeing her origins, too.
0: I think it's really interesting how, uh... Alisa described her as strange, or was it weird? Yes. she was yes. like, she's yeah. So weird too. yeah. She's like, there's something. She's like, about she's very plain and
1: like strange is how she yeah. described her. Yeah,
0: because but then she because I like the word strange because she's like there's something about you. Like, there's something about, like, you are so genuine, you're so earnest, and that's so strange. Like, no one is this this, this kind. And it's like, yeah, she's great! (laughs) (laughs) She's so great. She's
2: so
1: strange. I think think part of that comes from, too, like, is that, like, Toru like, always comes off very genuine, like, even in, like, the simplest of aspects, like, like we have see her in, like, this flashback, but that's probably not something that, like, Otis is used to. Like, she's in this gang where it seems very much that all of these girls have, like, this, like, I I gotta look out for myself kind of attitude, and that if, like, push came to shove, they probably wouldn't, like, have her back, and so that's probably, like, the mentality that she's stuck in, and so for her to just meet someone who like has genuine reactions and not necessarily like a calculated response to everything that would be Mm -hmm. like that would be be strange
0: to you yeah yeah Yeah. well will we get saki's backstory next episode too
2: I don't know if we're going to get it <sighs> next episode, but I'm sure we'll get it before the end of the season at this point. Okay. Yeah. I
0: but again, I'm like, I, I kind of love that Saki's always just very, like, lighthearted, and she comes from this, like, normal family. She just happens to be able to read waves or whatever. Giant normal like,
2: family. I, yeah. Like,
0: I think, I think, like, we don't need it with Saki. I kind of love that we, <laughs> like, I don't want it. I think it, like, it would
1: add to it. the mystery of her. Yeah. Like, if we didn't get it. Well, and the other thing, too, is that, like, uh Arisa's, like backstory is tied to Kyoko who's tied to Toru. Whereas like Saki's backstory isn't necessarily and like we continue to talk about like the theme of like Toru's mom. Like she sh- she comes up on uh, like every single episode almost. And so like it wouldn't seem like I don't know, almost om- it, it almost wouldn't seem appropriate to kind of run through Saki's backstory um just because it's not gonna be tied to like Kyoko. So, yeah. like, it wouldn't surprise me at all. And, but, I feel like we will get introduced to, uh, we'll like we'll get introduced to her like in the next t- episode as we can, like, we finish out this flashback yeah. because they all yeah. started being friends at the same point. I, if I remember correctly, right? Like, they yeah, mentioned it, it at some point.
0: School. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I agree yeah I kind of want I kind of want her to be just like a singer like we spend this entire episode like wrapping up uh, Adiza's backstory and then they go like what about you Saki like oh yeah I just showed up and then just rejected. like it would just be great
1: for her to just like like we finish out like the whole like Arisa's story and then like all of a sudden like she just sh- like Saki just shows up and she's just like I'm your friend now too and they're like okay like, <laughs> they're
0: like who are you sure and it just is great yeah. um I just don't want to ever find out the reason exactly why she transferred. I want to leave it as a mystery. Yeah. Because everyone's like, we're not like the boys is being like, we are not surprised at all that she transferred because of some issue. (laughs) Like that doesn't surprise us in the slightest. So I kind of just want to leave it a mystery. Let our imaginations run wild. Um, Let them soar. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that does it for this episode. Uh, you can find out all the info on this podcast at overlyanimated.com. You can join us on Discord to text chat about animation at overlyanimated.com slash Discord. You can support us via Patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thanks to all our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, James, aka Ironwood. And thanks as always to our Patreon executive producers, Ryan, Steve, Alex, Beatrice, Hugh, and Michael. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.